grab the oven mitts because this news is too hot to handle. As we feast our way through mountains of mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce, let's chat about the unsung hero of the holiday season, the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. That's right, it's time to say goodbye to your man's old razor and make sure he's as smooth as the pumpkins on your doorstep. Hop over to manscaped.com and when you use the code QUITEUNUSUAL, you'll score 20% off and free shipping. Get ready for your man to gobble, wobble, and glide his way through thankful season with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. You know what I'm thankful for this holiday season, Noel? What's that, Nicole? A man that's well-groomed. Amen. Don't let his poor grooming be the topic of the dinner conversation this year. With the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, he'll be the talk of the table. And speaking of carving, the dual skin-safe blade heads are his best teammates. The trimmer blades knock down stubborn hair, and the foil blade gives him an irresistibly sleek finish, like a winning touchdown at your Thanksgiving table. And for the men who go back for seconds, the Manscaped Performance Package 5.0 Ultra is the ultimate bundle for the guy who deserves it all. This bad boy is the whole plate and dessert. Included is the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Trimmer, Manscaped's liquid formulations, and two free gifts. After he's tackled the fur, it's time to make sure he smells like royalty with the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion and Crop Preserver Anti-Chafe Ball Deodorant. Once they hit his sack, he'll never go back. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code QUITEUNUSUAL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code QUITEUNUSUAL. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. His balls will thank you. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-lawnmower 5.0 At Manscaped with Quite Unusual. Quite Unusual. Hello and welcome to the Quite Unusual podcast. I am Nicole. And I am Noelle. And I have some interesting news that I think everyone's going to want to hear. This is possibly my favorite fact of all time. And you know I love a funky little fact. It is a funky little fact for a funky little man. A couple of funky little men. So Noelle and I were watching TV and Danny DeVito is doing ads for, what is it? Jersey, Jersey Mike's Mike's? sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> They're really funny. They're really funny. I mean, anything that he touches is just gold. But He's a comedy genius. He's also a very tiny little man. So small. And Noelle and I were like, huh, wonder how tall he is. So Noelle <laughs> made me guess. And do you guys know how tall Danny DeVito is? Wait, let them pause. Okay. Uh, uh, they guessed. They already guessed. They already guessed. <laughs> he is 4'10. Which is so small. And I so guess cute. he was 4'9. You know who else is 4'9? The Kobe cannibal. So that's what I'm saying here. <laughs> that's where the, we draw the line at cannibalism. That's what. If you're four nine and below and smaller, uh, if you're this height, what are those signs that like theme parks must be this tall to not cannibalize? <laughs> four ten, good. Four nine. Are you a cannibal? Could be a cannibal. You gotta tell us if you are. Could be a cannibal. That's Sweet. that's the rule. That's fun fact of the day. I think it's a very fun fact. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I think it's nice. Uh, we got a lot of. We got a lot of positive feedback from our Kobe Cannibal episode. First of all, oh, yeah. I just want to give you a shout out, darling. Me. That was 
one of my favorite episodes of all time. Really? Your research on it was so fucking good. Thanks. You fucking slayed it. Thank you. Pun not intended. You <laughs> ate that. No crumbs. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You fucking killed it. It was so good. Thank um, you. Also, we got a lot of really nice people saying that we bring lightness. We keep it keep it light, keep it fun, light and tight. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> if it's light, do. if it's tight, it's right. It's what we well, always say. What we like. It's what we say in this house. Uh, so yeah, people liked the humor. Said it wasn't too much. Said we Good. did it respectfully. Good. You guys know we never victim blame. We never yeah. make fun of the victims. But we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna make fun of you. If, um, if you're, you're a little tiny piece of cannibal, shit. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make fun. If of you. you're a big piece of shit, we're gonna make fun of you. Doesn't matter what size of piece of shit that you are, you're gonna get made fun of if you are a piece of shit. Yeah, it was a hundred percent. Speaking of piece of shits, I have. <laughs> Speaking of pieces of shit. I don't know. That was kind of aggressive, but I have an update. <laughs> I, You know how I like my weird little celebrity news is? And yeah. um, so I was on like eentertainmentorsomething.com yesterday and procrastinating finishing this episode. Okay. And I have some very big news that I think. Is it big or is it Kobe Cannibal Small? <laughs> um, I think it's actually, let's see how tall this news is. <laughs> is it over 410? Uh, it's definitely over 410. Okay. It's definitely okay. over 410. So it's Let's not see. a D- Danny DeVito sized piece of news. No, no, no. Um, this this news is 511. Oh, okay. This news is 511. Um, wait. Or 62? Whoa. There's a, ooh, there's discrepancies on the internet about how tall, about how tall this man is. <laughs> Anyways. Our boy, billionaire biohacker Brian Johnson. Oh, yeah, that fucking weirdo. The one that like injects his son into his son's, his son's blood. blood into his body and like wears like God, I should have been that for does Halloween. Does he inject it or does he drink it? No, he has like blood transfusions from his oh, son. I'm okay. obsessed with this man, Nicole. He's like a new age vampire. He like for a minute, like the little Titanic submersible was my Roman Empire. This man <laughs> is my new Roman Empire. I think for like three days, the Titanic submersible was everyone's Roman Empire. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you remember when we were like, when that was going down, we were sitting next to each other working like, what are they doing? Like, if they're still alive down there, like the submersible is probably covered in shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're thinking about eating each other. Yeah. Like, it must be insane. And then the news came out and they just like and into nothingness. Like, oh, yeah. They just it God, what imploded. A cool, what a cool way to die, though. I just, honestly, that's don't the know best way. Oh, I didn't even know that way That's existed. like best case scenario for their situation, I feel like. Like they didn't know it was going to happen and then it suddenly did. Mm-hmm. What an incredible, like, a uh, fuck, dude. Yeah. That rules, actually. I mean, yeah, at least they didn't, like, you and know. And you just saw the Titanic. Like, that kind of also fucks. Right? At like, least they saw it. What, I don't think they got it that far down, though. We don't know. I'd like to believe that they did see it. I'd like to think that they saw, like, a part of it. Yeah. And, like, the, like, the song from the Titanic was kind of, like, playing. <laughs> gone <laughs> i like the noise that's a, i don't know what else would an implosion sound like <laughs> i think that yours is better than mine <laughs> anyways what, what's this news anyways so this fucking guy the billionaire biohacker which i am obsessed with the is term is that his title the billionaire biohacker no that's a title i have bestowed upon him <laughs> okay it's a pretty good title he's though. a billionaire and he thinks he's biohacking yeah. I'm obsessed with people that think that you're biohacking, but like truly, like very sadly, this man just has an eating disorder. I mean, you're just in- injecting yourself with your son's blood. With your blood. own son's blood. 
it's okay sure you're using your son as a blood bag sir yeah, basically i mean why else have children if not to use their organs <laughs> right mama needs a new kidney i'm gonna Sit live down. forever yeah that's right <laughs> i got a couple kids growing in the lab right now just in case so he claims to have reverse aged his wait for it <laughs> you can see what this says He's reverse aged a particular organ <laughs> by 15 years using shockwave therapy. That sounds painful for this particular organ. Do you, it, Do you, can can I describe to you what shockwave therapy is first? Yeah. Do you know what it is? No. Okay. So I got shockwave therapy done on my horse's leg when he tore his tendon. Okay. So what they do is they send like... They send waves of energy like through your body. So it's like a sh- yeah, it sounds like what it's like. It, yeah, it creates called. micro tears because when your skin, when like your your tissues are torn, then they send like white blood cells oh, and like they stuff. build them back. And it, it creates more strength and it rebuilds it. Right, so mm-hmm. you're like creating a small, super tiny micro injury to like fix a larger so your injury body fixes and build itself. it. Okay. Yeah, it's the same thing like when you like lift heavy weights and you're sore. It's because you did micro tears in your arms and then like. They're bigger because they rebuild stronger. Mm. Well, this fucker's doing it on his dick. <laughs> that sounds not pleasant. He claims to have reverse aged his penis 15 years by doing shockwave therapy on his dick. So his his body is like, what, 47, but his penis is 32? Yeah. That's a 32-year-old penis right there. He's <laughs> got a 32-year-old dick. He's got a 32-year-old dick. <laughs> He, I don't know, like, any woman who'd be like, wow, your dick looks so young. Um, Brian, yeah, he's great and all, but, like, his dick, it's What's, what's your dick's skincare routine? Barely legal. <laughs> like, what? It's fucking insane. So I read this article with my mouth wide open. He sits, <laughs> a man does this to his body. Wait, I want to prove it. I want to see it. Prove it. Show me your dick. Show me your dick. I want to see it how out. young it looks. How Compare it to another 32-year-old's dick. <laughs> yeah. I want a comparison. Line them up, boys. Give me the- Line them up. All right. Here's me. Here's my son. <laughs> Don't mind him. I want, I want a curtain. I want to guess which one's younger. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Well, his son like is a wine tasting, Wine tasting, but with <laughs> dicks. <laughs> So his, Jesus Christ. But his son is so like drained of blood that like in comparison, <laughs> like his dick looks like 93 years old. He's like, Duh. It looks like that little guy in the wheelchair from SpongeBob. <laughs> the worm. <Yeah. laughs> okay. So he sits in a chair, right? And he straps his arms down because mm-hmm. it like hurts so much. And he right. sits there, dick and balls out for God to see. He sits in a chair and a man takes, it looks like a little probe. It looks like a little dildo. And they they okay. put. I'm sorry. This is the first thing people are listening. But you to. watched like him. Get no, 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 no. Okay. No, he described it. Okay. And like I semi know how shockwave therapy works, right? Yeah. So they put like ultrasound gel on the area, on his dick. So this man is doing this. the area, the area in question. <laughs> and then they take this little probe and it it like electrocutes you. Like it fucking hurts. And that's what I'm saying. It doesn't. It's it's shockwave therapy. Yes. It's. Waves of electricity going through you, basically. And it, it he gets it done to his dick, and then his dick is super sore. Like a lightning bolt and hits then the tip he, of his penis. He knows that he... Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he um, he knows that it's 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 been reverse-aged 15 years because he claims his dick is longer than ever 
and he can hold erections for longer. So I like to imagine he just like gets hard and then like starts the top like a stopwatch and just waits. He's like, all right. And like that's just 52, like silence. 52 seconds. Yesterday like we're leaving was... the silence in. Like that's what he does. He's just like, all right. And like that's just he's just like watching the stopwatch, right? <laughs> so I don't know if anyone cares about that. We're going to talk more about dicks actually later in this episode. Um, so I thought I can't just, wait. Just thought I'd start us all off there. Um, <laughs> today we're talking about Bigfoot. Yes, we are. And you know, this is about big feet. Big hands. Also big hands and big footprints. As we all yeah, know, of big Bigfoot fame. Yeah, the, hence the name. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Bigfoot, big big as foot. some call it. Yeah, it's B-I-G-F-O with an umlaut on top. Oot. Oot. Bigfoot. Foot. Bigfoot. This yes. is this is a big one. This big. is, a lot of people have actually been like, why haven't you done this yet? And I'm like, because it's insanely, like, there's so much. No pressure. Uh, well, just get ready to get disappointed, because this is, I left a lot of stuff out, so... <laughs> Just you just added what whatever you couldn't find research wise, you just added in dick jokes. Yeah, that's what else am I gonna do? That's the only thing you can do. I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm a professional geography podcast host and producer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your applause. <laughs> Wait, I think we do have an applause on this. All right, let's find her. It's so hard to see my eyesight. That's the voice changers. All right, thank you that's guys. Too that's long. enough. That's, that's enough. Too long, guys. You're being too loud. Appreciate it, but honestly, our, our audience. We're trying to record here in our room. Literally. Yeah, can you guys shut the fuck up, please? Can you stop this. Seriously. Oh my God, it's kind of. Who invited them? Fucking Gary. I don't Dude, know. we gotta stop like letting people watch <laughs> us do this. It's insane. It's so weird. It's so. Don't drink my fucking Capri Suns, Gary. God, he, man, he's always doing that. Oh my fucking God. And he okay. never bring. He never stocks up. He n- literally never does. You can drink them, but you can't stock up. Yeah. Gary. Okay, you know we're just gonna we're gonna move on with the episode. Fucking Gary, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, Bigfoot, in my opinion, is probably the single most recognizable cryptid in the world. I think that's like everyone's opinion. Well, it's my opinion also. It's mine too. Well, doctor, doctor, <laughs> cryptozoologist, cryptozoologist. All right, so we all know him. We all love him. We all love to watch those wild ass fucking shows where like men wearing overalls with names like Brambleberry Jim go out into the woods and like clap wood together <laughs> in hopes they that always, they summon Bigfoot. Why aren't they always wearing overalls? I don't know. And it's amazing because is this a uniform like in order to hunt Bigfoot, okay. you have to be wearing overalls but like with no shirt, though, also. But OK, right. It's either that or they're wearing like full tactical, like real tree camo. <laughs> yes. And these are like leading experts in the field. And they've owned these overalls for 33 years. <laughs> And wash them four times. And they somehow know what a Bigfoot call should sound like. Yeah. Like, who made that up? Brambleberry Jim. Brambleberry Jim one night decided that this is what Bigfoot sounds like. Uh-huh. And then it just stuck and everyone uses it. It's honestly, slay Brambleberry Jim. It's like the most insane sound ever, too. <laughs> I can't even. It's like, ah! <laughs> like something like that. I tried to do it yesterday when I was doing research and I scared the cat on my lap. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it for sure. It's like, well, I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to do it off mic. Ah! 
Is that how it is? I just made that up. Is that like the actual sound? <laughs> like, there's like grunts and like moans and like weird shit. And then you just like pieces of wood right? together. I'm obsessed. I'm fucking <laughs> obsessed with this shit. <laughs> Brambleberry Jim. Which like now that we're talking about it, like what's the plan there? Like like you like clap for Bigfoot and like call for him and then he shows up and he's like, can I help you? He's and like, hey, what's up? And you're like, oh, fu- what, what do you do? What's the plan? What are they going to do if Bigfoot shows up? Like, risky move, Brambleberry Jim. What are you going to fucking do next? Shake his hand. I don't know, right? Sir, I'm a big fan of your would, work. Right? Bigfoot just comes out and he's like, huh, what's up? I, what, sir? sir? Brambleberry Jim takes his 35-year-old hat off and, <laughs> sir, it's a, it's a goddamn pleasure. It's an honor to meet you, sir. It's actually very true. Like, like oh, are they going to kill him? Are they going to trap him? They don't. They don't like carry guns. No, like what is like what's the plan? (laughs) What do you do if (laughs) if Bigfoot's like this giant no one's got creature? And what if he shows up? What do you do? I don't know. No one knows. Run. They'd probably just run. Yes. What else? Get him on camera and then run, and then it would just be the same place where we're all at right now. Maybe they have seen Bigfoot. Maybe he does show up, and he doesn't anymore because he's like everyone's just rude to me, and they run away. (laughs) It's honestly fucking mean. I don't understand what I did. He's offended by overalls, which is why he never comes. I get it. He's like ew. I mean, I'm an overall enthusiast actually, so maybe I don't. You are. I am. That's true. You love. You love an overall. I do. If I could wear one article of clothing, that's just for a me. full pant. It's like one pant. Yeah, that's. I want the highest possible rise <laughs> to my neck. Just be arms sticking out of pants. Did you ever see that little kid that dresses pants for Halloween? Yeah, that kid's a fucking legend. He's my personal hero. He's a legend. I'm like 15 now. <laughs> right. All right. Bigfoot, iconic. Right. This tall, slow-moving figure covered in dark brown hair, so recognizable, like the cryptid of all cryptids. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like Bigfoot should be like our national animal, like move over bald eagle, like it's Bigfoot time. Uh, yeah, right. It feels like he should be. I think so. They should be. They, yeah. Bigfoot sightings date back before recorded history, and they honestly they span the globe. Like we're talking about like the North American Bigfoot, but like the whole, but like the whole theory of like a large hairy humanoid that lives in the woods. Every culture has one. Mm-hmm. Every culture seems to have seen like a just this dude, like this tall, hairy person hanging around a cave or in a forest, like at one time or another. And they have stories. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot has been described as being between six and nine feet tall. Nice. Although <laughs> some nice. sightings claim him to be up to 15 feet tall. Jesus. Which seems I'm like animals aren't that big. And then I looked up how tall giraffes are. Are they 15 feet? They're like 18 feet tall. Really? Isn't that crazy? But I feel like if it, if if Bigfoot were 15 feet tall, they would be spotted way more easily. Yeah, that's taller than like one story of a building. It's a story and a half tall. Yeah. It is so tall. So if they're walking through the woods, you're like you're not going to mistake that for anything else. Like you're going to see that and be like, "Oh, that's there's over Bigfoot. over three Danny DeVitos stacked on top of each other. Three? That's too many. Remember when we were measuring things by corgis? I think now we should measure things <laughs> by, by DeVitos. Dan- by DeVitos. Yeah. How many DeVitos tall? That's 3.3 Doritos. <laughs> DeVitos tall. 3.3 Danny DeVitos tall. Wow. That's super tall. 
That's I'm gonna so make a dumb. graphic of that also. Please do and put it on a fucking t-shirt and, and also Bridget. put it like next to like what how like Nessie and that's really all good. the other cryptids <laughs> versus <Danny> the Duende <laughs> come up to like his ankle. That's so cute. They're commonly described as having dark brown, reddish, or black hair. Although there is the Yeti, Bigfoot's cousin, mm. who's described as having white hair. But I do wonder, Yeti does not make another appearance in this episode. So I plan on doing like a Bigfoot and Friends style. Like these are all like our little cryptidy boy humanoids. Yeah. The part, similar ones. Yeah. Part of me wonders if Yetis have like that clear hair like polar bears do, which is like why they look white, oh. which would make sense. Well, right? yeah. I mean, if they're, I mean, they typically live in snow, snowy areas, so they have to blend in with their surroundings. For now. Until we don't have that anymore. <laughs> until snow doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> then they can use Manscaped. They can trim <laughs> all that hair off. With code quite unusual, you can get 20% off. I hope you're Yeti. listening, Yetis. <laughs> Sometimes Bigfoot is said to have eyes that glow at night, like raccoons' eyes. But mm, I'm just going to put this out there. That's probably not a Bigfoot because, like, no other, like, human-type animal has refractive eyes like that. Like, no apes, no monkeys, yeah. no, like, most most animals don't have Also, that. like, almost a lot of animals in the woods do have that also. So it's like, if you're seeing them, how do you even know that that's... Bigfoot. Wait, is it a deer or a Bigfoot? Right. I guess if it's a 15 tall and you're like, that's probably a deer. Like, it's probably not. <laughs> if it's three Danny DeVitos into the air, yeah. then it's probably Bigfoot. It's probably Bigfoot. I'd say at least like two and a half DeVitos. Yeah, two and a half for sure. Yeah, absolutely. They are big and broad with no distinguishable neck. Although I would guess that their long hair covers their neck. So like they're just not like serving neck, like Loch Ness style. Mm. But like they obviously have a neck, right? Right. They're humanoids. They walk on two legs like we do. They have arms and hands instead of just like four legs. Bigfoot is nicknamed as such because you're never gonna get the you're never gonna guess. Why? They have really big feet. No. I dude, I fucking know. Wow. Who knew? Not me. They leave footprints up to twenty four inches long and eight inches wide, which is super fucking big. <laughs> yeah. They have claws. Some Sometimes they have claws like bears. Like sometimes they have toes. I'm going to say the ones that have claws are probably actually bears. Yeah. They like got like messed up because right. like humanoids don't typically have claws. Yeah. And then like all of the Bigfoot casts that you see too are, it, it just looks like a giant, a giant footprint. Foot. Yeah. yeah. With like the toes and the pat, you know. I did Google image what bear feet look like. Are they cute? They're so fucking cute, you guys. If you're ever in a bad mood, just Google image bare feet. They have five little toes. Mm -hmm. They're like, they're so, they're the cutest foot. The cutest foot. Highly recommend. Bears are just cute in general. Oh my God, they're little ears. And then like, they'll maul you. So it's like, yeah. When they run and they're running at you to (gasps) rip your throat out. It's uh, it's so cute though. It's so cute. They're like giant raccoons, but scary. Mm, But they can eat you. I love when people sell casts of Bigfoot prints also. It's just like a giant like piece of plaster that we like all kind of agreed sort of looks like a foot. And then they have like authentication cards. Like what does that mean? Like how like anyone that's listening that has bought a Bigfoot foot or sells Bigfoot feet, please reach out to us at quiteunusualpod at gmail.com because I want to know the process of the authentication of these feet. What does that mean? I don't think... Right? I don't know. Like, how, how, what makes you qualified to say that a cast is 
accurate because all of the cast look the same too. They're just, just like clumps of plaster. Are they off the original feet? Like the original footprints? Or are they just like I think they're yeah, they're like taken like you put it on the ground and but the, I mean all of the plaster like none of them are detailed. No. They're just like clumpy plaster in the shape of a foot and they're like sort of this is accurate. This is but you know what it reminds me of? Have you ever seen the movie The Sasquatch Gang? <laughs> I fucking love that movie. It's the, hilarious. Oh God, is that streaming? Um, I have it on DVD. Do you? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, if anyone listening, if you haven't watched The Sasquatch Gang, please do yourself a favor and do it. It's on um, Tubi, Voodoo, and Crackle for free. It's everyone. so funny. But they have like they have like an expert. They think there's a Sasquatch, and they have an expert come out, and he's like he's. They like like spoofing, obviously, mm-hmm. like what a real expert would, would be. But it's like he's like, yes, this is accurate, and like it's like the same thing. Like, yeah. how do you even know? How can you determine that? Who is that person to tell you that that's also accurate? Like, <laughs> that's what I love the most about like, like you're an expert on a thing that nobody knows exists. That's why I real. love our industry so much because again, we say it all the time: anyone, anything yeah. is everything in anything. Right? If like, you what say you're an expert, you? first of all, no, you're not. If you paid a lot of money for some certificate, oh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, Also, everyone just makes shit up, man. That's what it is, okay? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Although many Native American communities do have stories of Bigfoot-like creatures, so I'm going to consider them more expert than anyone else, more than Brambleberry gems. Right. (laughs) They don't even wear overalls so no and if they do it's a sleigh and you can't say shit you can't say shit to them it it actually looks good yeah like they can pull it off for sure (laughs) way better than brambleberry jim (sighs) don't say it to his face or he'll say that's your opinion ma'am in a very polite way (laughs) there seems to be a concentration of bigfoot stories in the pacific northwest of our country thousand year old petroglyphs of a group of bigfoot that's actually named the family, can be found on the Tool River Indian Reservation, which is very, very cool. It's like... That's so interesting. It's like a thousand years old they dated this. Yeah, so, I mean, people were seeing this Mm -hmm. for years. Forever. Wow. In 1721, in what is now Mississippi, reports of a large hairy creature that lived in the woods and would scream very loudly and steal livestock plagued the area. So, like... I mean, these stories are just like, there's so many that I had to like cut this down. Mm-hmm. The Lumi tribe has a legend of a creature called, I'm going to say some words in a language I don't speak. That it looks very uh, intimidating. I'm going to say, Semcus? Semcus? I don't fucking know. It's T S apostrophe E M E K W E S. MQs. Maybe. So, yeah. So the these, is silent? I don't know. These are large hairy beasts that live in the deep forests and stalked these people's camps at night. The Bigfoot was used as a warning also to not go out at night alone, especially mm. for children. German fairy tale style. Ooh, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if that was like, if they were actually seeing this or mm. if they just used it as like a scare technique, you know? Uh-huh. Like... The Probably. movie The Village, when they were like, there's a creature. I love that movie <laughs> so much. <laughs> U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt, in his book from 1893, The Wilderness Hunter, writes of a story that he was told by an elderly mountain man named Bauman. 
in which a foul-smelling bipedal creature ransacked this man's beaver trapping camp. The creature stalked him and later became hostile when it finally broke his companion's neck. Wait, he... This, so this guy, Bauman, he was a beaver trapper. And he broke this, this creature. The Bigfoot broke his, like, partner's neck. Oh. And was, like, trying to, like, take his, like, his stuff and, like... His beavers? His Yeah, he was trying to fucking take Bauman's beavers, dude. Bauman's beavers. <laughs> and, and he got to Get tell this story. over here. Like a fucking newsie. <laughs> it's Bauman's beavers. Get your beavers. They're the best in the land. Best beavers in the land. Best beavers. So, yeah, he told uh, Theodore Roosevelt this, which I think is just fantastic. Yeah. And Teddy Roosevelt was like, he was so scared. He was so sure that this was real that he put it in his book. Wow. I know. So cool. I love when presidents get involved in like weird paranormal shit. Like who? Oh, when, when we did the Bell Witch. Yeah. It was Andrew Jackson. Yeah. And then Benjamin Franklin with the Jersey Devil. Which so many people still don't know. And it fucking, that's my favorite story of all time. That he's like, hey, fuck you, the Jersey Devil. (laughs) Benjamin Franklin was kind of a dick. He was cunty for sure. Super cunty. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that shit's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's just funny when we find like presidents or like prominent people in history that like have to do with these stories and it's just like silly stupid little things right i mean so like this interest in weirdness and quite unusual topics has like existed for years and years and years absolutely and i love it everyone likes weird shit bigfoot is also known as sasquatch this word is believed to be an anglicization of the word Saskets, which means wild man or hairy man. The word comes from the Chihalis band, Native Americans, who are now known as the who Sialis First Nation. Yes, nailed yeah. it. Yeah, fuck yeah. A man called J.W. Burns, who I'd like for you to think of what J.W. means, coined the term in the 1930s. The Sialis people claimed that a that they had a close bond with these Sasquatches. And they believed that these creatures had the ability to move between the physical and spiritual realm. They also believed that the creatures were shape-shifting forest spirits and not like physical beings. Oh, okay. Obsessed. So we're getting into the maybe Bigfoot isn't actually just an animal. We're we're gonna put a pin in this Bigfoot's an alien thing and we're gonna come back to it at the end right before we talk about Bigfoot erotica. Ooh, sexy. (laughs) The name Bigfoot was coined in 1958 when a bulldozer operator at a logging company in in Humboldt County, California found a large set of what looked like barefoot human prints in the mud at Six Rivers National Park. The feet were about 16 inches long, and they had been six inches deep in the mud, so whatever made them was very heavy. He told his co-workers, and a few of them said that they had also seen footprints like this as well, but they kind of, like, kept it to themselves because they didn't want to seem insane. Mm, okay. The men started calling the mysterious footprint maker Bigfoot because it was, like, giant feet. Like, duh. Yeah, no, that tracks. That makes sense. And one guy's like, what if we just called him, like, like Todd or something? Like, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> like, okay. All right, Gary. Todd's at it again, walking through the mud. They believed that someone was pulling a prank on them by leaving the feet 
And also moving like really heavy objects around at night. But then some of them thought it was a creature. Like there was one story that they told where they moved like a 500 pound oil drum that like was nearly impossible for like anyone to move. And they just moved it? It was like moved in like a completely different location in the middle of the night. Oh. And they came back and there were like Bigfoot footprints all over it. It was just moved like six inches to the left. Everyone's like, wait, wait. Did you move this six inches to the left? <laughs> no. And it's just like driving everyone crazy because then they're like, wait, was it even? Like, like when like when your things are like slightly you misplaced. <laughs> like did we like made that joke like recently? Like what if we what if we had a show where we just like broke into people's houses but we stole like one thing? Burgled. <laughs> it's like yeah, pranked. Burgled. Or punked, but burgled. Punked, but it's burgled. Yeah. And you just steal one thing and then like you like install cameras and just watch this person go insane because they can't find it. Slowly descend into madness <laughs> or like you put their car keys in like the right pocket of their jacket when they always keep them in the left. And they're like, what the fuck is Or they have on? like, like blue plates, but then you change them all out and they're the same plate, but you make them like red yes. instead. And God, they're like, what? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> these are the same plates that I've had, but somehow they're a different color. Burgled, bitch. Burgled. You just got burgled. Just got burgled. Oh, what if we made their toothbrushes wet before they woke up? <laughs> that would fuck me up, dude. That would fuck me up. I don't think I'd notice. Woo! So these people at this logging camp, at this logging company, like I said, um, they believed that someone was pulling a prank on them, but really they kind of did think that it maybe was a Bigfoot because the feet were just like freaking them out. Mm -hmm. They were interviewed by the local newspaper, the Humboldt Times, and that's when the term Bigfoot was first printed in press. The area is now considered, quote, the Bigfoot capital of the world. Wow. Amazing. The most famous piece of Bigfoot proof is the iconic Patterson-Gimlin film. Ah, yes. We all, we all know it. We all know it. This is where we get that iconic image of Bigfoot walking through the woods, facing the camera, like swinging his arms like he's just out for a stroll. Mm, and he like turns around and it's like, eh. he's like, who, me? Over his shoulder. This is the first time Bigfoot was caught on film, which in which just so happened to be the Bigfoot capital of the world. So the, where these logging people were, this six, I know, crazy, Interesting. Right? How, do we know how, um, how many years later this was? Um, let's see. So they reported it, the logging people reported it in 1958. And then this was caught on film. This was shot on Friday, October 20th, 1967. So nine years so, later. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. The filming took place in Northern California alongside Bluff Creek down a logging road in the Six Rivers National Forest. So probably the same logging road that those men had seen the footprints. Interesting. I wonder. Mm. The location was lost for years, but it's now believed to be approximately 38 miles south of Oregon and 18 miles east of the Pacific Ocean. Geography. You just got geographized. The film was shot by filmmakers Roger Patterson and Robert, or Bob, Gimlin, hence the name the Patterson-Gimlin film. I'm sure most of you listening have seen the film. If not, look it up right now. It's amazing. It's iconic. It's like, there's, there's no way. Like, there's no way anything is cooler than this, right? Yeah. It's 53 seconds long, 
and it will give you motion sickness if you don't watch the stabilized version of it. Really? Oh, have you ever seen a non-stabilized version? I don't know. It's insane. It's I like, didn't know there was a stabilized and non-stabilized version. It's like fucking found footage to the max, and then there's like yeah. four seconds where it's like kind of stable, and then it gets insane again. Oh. It's like like jumbling for the camera. That's what it looks like. Bigfoot is seen walking away from the cameraman, and then they glance back over their shoulder and like make direct eye contact, and then they continue walking into the woods. Taking the trip to Six Rivers was Robert Patterson's idea. He had become like low-key obsessed with Bigfoot after reading an article in True Magazine in 1959, which is a year after this Bigfoot was first recorded in In that news area. Mm -hmm. So he was, I didn't know that. I didn't know that he was like a Bigfoot enthusiast going into this. He, yeah, he wrote like a bunch of books on him. Like he was like obsessed. That also adds a layer of like, huh. 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 Put your uh, conspiracy caps on. Right. He had visited Bluff Creek in 1962 and 1964 when he believed what he saw were fresh Bigfoot tracks. And that really like got him super obsessed. Mm. He had searched for thousands of hours looking for Bigfoot in hopes of getting proof that the creature existed. And he just wanted to also prove that the tracks that he saw weren't a prank. Like he wanted real, like more proof about this. Right. Like, he got, like, a little hint of it when he got the tracks, and he's like, I need more. He was jonesing for it. Jonesing for Bigfoot. (laughs) He wrote a book called Do Abominable Snowmen of America Really Exist? This was self-published in 1966 because no one wanted to publish this book. No. Yeah. The book included a bunch of his own drawings of Bigfoot, hand-drawn maps, interviews, and letters with information about Bigfoot from locals as well. In May of 1967, he began filming a documentary that I'm going to call a docudrama, not like a mockumentary, but like it was half documentary and half like dramatic like fiction. How is it fiction? So this was he wanted to tell a story of cowboys that were trying to hunt Bigfoot. So like the characters. So they kind of like played it up a little bit. Yeah. Like the characters in this movie were fictional, but like the hunt for Bigfoot was real. So so uh, Bob Gimlin and what is it? Roger Pattinson. Robert Patterson. Roger Pat. Roger Patterson. Patterson. Yeah. Robert Pattinson. Oh my God! Right. That's um, why my brain keeps trying to do. <laughs> right. So they were playing. They weren't playing themselves. They were playing like other people in yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. But they were, they were actually. Yeah, but they were looking for, for Bigfoot. So it was like half documentary, half like drama. Hmm. Among the actors of the film was Bob Gimlin, which is how the two met. He played an indigenous guide. Very problematic. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. they did that a lot back then. It was the 60s. Not great. It's not great. No. It's not. It's not great. It's not great. Roger Patterson did purchase a Bigfoot costume for the film, <gasps> mm. which is where this controversy begins. Okay. In October of 1967, Patterson and Gimlin drove in Gimlin's truck to the Six Rivers National Forest. They brought three horses with them, a bunch of supplies and camping equipment, and a camera. In a later interview with Bob Gimlin, he claims that he did not believe in Bigfoot at all. But Patterson said to him, like, multiple times, like, I get it. You don't believe Bigfoot's real. You don't think Sasquatch is a real dude. But what's super important is that if we do see one, if we happen to see one, 
we can't shoot it. Mm. And Bob's like, okay, I don't think it's real, but yeah, I won't shoot him with a gun. Yeah. And Roger's like, okay, but this is a pink promise. You're not going to shoot him if we see him. Oh, and it's interesting mm-hmm. that you can't shoot him. Also, I think didn't Bob Gimlin come out later and was like, I should have shot him. So we would have proof. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll say that later too. Like they, they both kind of were like, we should just fucking kill them. Yeah. So like, we, so nobody would like, so you couldn't dispute it. Nobody, no crime. You got a body. You got a Bigfoot bitch. Yeah. That's right. So Bob's like, okay, yeah, weird. You keep saying it. Promise I won't shoot him. Hmm. We're good. Thanks. So the pair were riding horses and then they had another horse that was like kind of like a pack animal mm-hmm. when they stopped to go around a large fallen tree. They both saw a big figure around like the root ball, like the whole tree had fallen and there were like roots like up kind of in there. Mm-hmm. And they saw a big figure behind these roots, quote, crouching beside the creek to their left. Gimlin would later say that he was in a state of complete shock when he saw this creature. Patterson and Gimlin would also go on to claim that Bigfoot was a female that they thought originally was squatting down by the river, taking a shit. Oh, no. <laughs> Why is Bigfoot always caught taking a shit? I don't know. Like that this, one that this last came video, out? Yeah, it's definitely like squatting and like shitting <laughs> it's honestly so rude it's when they're most vulnerable i guess it's true it's also yes yeah, so rude it's so rude especially like if this was a girl um i'm sorry give her some privacy please rude rude you're watching a woman shit right now that's a violation that's gross come on you're a creep do better do better okay <laughs> they estimated this shitting bigfoot to be between six and a half and seven and a half feet tall so like Two and a half Danny DeVito's. Mm, okay. Wait, less than that. Danny yeah. DeVito's five feet. So like <laughs> one <laughs> one and three quarters of a Danny DeVito. <laughs> the creature had silvery brown or dark reddish brown hair covering most of its body. And it also had giant titties. <laughs> when we will talk about Bigfoot boobs in just a minute. Bigfoot boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Patterson's horse reared, causing him to kind of jump, kind of fall off the animal. He grabbed his camera, he yelled at Gimlin to cover him, and then he ran after Bigfoot, getting somewhere between 90, 60 and 90 feet from the creature. So when he said, cover me, Bob Gimlin grabbed his gun because he was right. like, what does that mean, right? That's usually what you say if you want someone to cover you. It's like, oh, take your gun and shoot anything that's going to like danger okay. me. For sure. And Bob Gimlin like stopped. And he saw the fic- like the face of Patterson in his like head that goes, don't shoot him don't. at all. Like a fucking like Jedi mind trick. He's like, don't remember. Remember, Bob, we don't shoot the Bigfoot. He's like, okay, what, I don't know what I'm doing right and now. Why did you just tell me to cover you? Like what's going on? Patterson would later characterize the creature's expression as one of, quote, contempt and disgust. You know how it is when the umpire tells you one more word and you're out of the game? That's the way it felt. That's what? That comparison doesn't make any sense. I'm going to say, if he did catch Bigfoot, a lady Bigfoot shitting, I'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking full of contempt and disgust for you right now as well, sir. But how would it be like an umpire tells you one more word and you're at like, that's the face that she was giving him? Why wouldn't you just be like, yeah, it looked like she was mad at us for like catching her 
doing something that's really private. Because how like, else you know when you because men like to talk about baseball. Well, like, you know when you're <laughs> like you accidentally open the door on your dad shitting. Like that's the face that she gave. Because he didn't want to admit that he's done that before <laughs> many times. Everyone's opened the door on their dad shitting. Okay, it's just it's actually just how that's just how that works. It's a thing that happens. If you've in your never life. opened the door on your dad shitting, <laughs> write to us at quiteunusualpod at gmail.com and let us know what it's like being untraumatized. What, yeah, what is it like to not live with that trauma? What is it like to not <laughs> be haunted by that? every that's, day that's the look that wasn't a look of an empire it was the look of your dad shitting when you accidentally fling the door open in the bathroom so why didn't he lock it <laughs> right <laughs> why doesn't he ever lock the door why doesn't why don't dads lock the door when they shit it almost feels like he wants you to walk in no i don't want to believe it i don't want to believe it <laughs> if you're a dad and you don't lock the door when you take a shit please write to us at quite unusual pod at gmail.com and fucking tell us why this you're this PSA. way this is a psa for all dads when you shit please lock the bathroom door if you have children they will walk in on you it's only a matter of time yeah they're gonna do it. Just lock the door, dude. Just the lock fuck? it. <laughs> Just lock your door. All right, back to Bigfoot. <laughs> it's another Bigfoot sighting. Rick, it's not unlike a Bigfoot. It's not sighting. unlike it. Your dad looks at you over his shoulder like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I hate this. I hate this. And then you're frozen for like two seconds because you don't Sorry. know. Sorry. <laughs> ah! Fuck. All right, Bigfoot. Bigfoot, 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 Bigfoot. Get this out of my brain, Nicole. Sorry, ah! I just re everyone. After, people are rocking back and forth right now listening to this. After the creature walks into the woods again, Gimlin grabs Patterson's horses, who had run off while this whole commotion was happening. But this whole thing takes place in like two, like less than two minutes. Mm. Patterson got his second roll of film out, and since... He claims he ran out of film like while he was filming the Bigfoot. He had to reload and then he was going to go try to find this Bigfoot again. Right. Mm -hmm. But instead, they decided to film the Bigfoot tracks up into the woods. Then they went back to their campsite to get plaster to make casts of the footprints so that like they had some sort of proof more than the film. Mm -hmm. Around 630 p.m. that day, they went to have the film shipped out for development. They had their friend, Al Hodgkins, call a man named Don Abbott, who was a scientist that had demonstrated like a bunch of interest in Bigfoot up until this point and tell them what they had found. But weirdly, Donald Abbott was like, mm, actually, I'm not interested in looking at your film at all. What? I don't care about what you found. Oh, why? Isn't that weird? I'd be like, yeah, show me it right now. Right. After shipping the film out for processing to a place in Eureka, California, which they were also very adamant, like Patterson's like, it has to go to this place. I want it to go to this specific store in Eureka to be developed. Mm -hmm. Not sure why. Um, so after they ship this film out and they make this phone call, they meet one of their friends called Sly McCoy. That is the coolest name ever. Sounds like a cartoon villain, doesn't it? Sly McCoy. Like you don't trust Slippery Sly McCoy. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this. He name. like has a laugh. He's like, <laughs> for some reason, like an old timey like Dudley Do Right mustache. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And a really like weird like long pointed nose. Yeah, he's like he like looks, he looks like a Sly McCoy, right? He's got to. <laughs> yeah. What an insane name for a human it's, being to have. It's pretty pretty insane. So they make another phone call to the Times Standard newspaper, and they are like, "We got this crazy story for you. We're gonna tell you everything," and they take like a statement from them. 
They then went back to the campsite, which was about 55 miles away, and they arrived around midnight. It rained that night, and it seemed to have washed away almost all of the footprints at the original site of the sighting. So they decided that they better just get back home before a mudslide a mudslide blocks them from leaving because it's like a really like slick area because mm. it's like a logging road. Interestingly, the U.S. Forest Service Timber Management Assistant named Lyle Laverty, which is also a cartoon ass <laughs> fucking name. Yeah, what is with the what is with these names? Right. Um, he said that he didn't notice any tracks in the area on the day the film was shot when he was like doing his little patrolling, mm-hmm. but he made a point to return to that site that Monday after reading about Patterson's account in the newspaper. And that Monday he saw a bunch of tracks, which he photographed. Oh, okay. Nine days after that, plaster casts were taken of the footprints by a taxidermist named Robert Titmus. <laughs> Fucking solid names, dude. <laughs> Titmus. So of this film, seven showings of it occurred. Um, Roger Patterson and a supporter and zoologist named Ivan Sanderson got together and they're like, we have to show everyone like what you found. This is incredible. So they do all these little showings of this like minute long film. Mm-hmm. It's shown in Vancouver, Manhattan, in the Bronx, in Washington, D.C., Atlanta, they go back to Washington, D.C., and they're like, you guys got to fucking see this, right? And then they show it again in Beaverton, Oregon. But there was very little scientific interest in the film. Like, everyone thought it was kind of bunk. No one was really interested in this. He didn't understand why. He's like, I just saw a fucking Bigfoot, and, like, no one gives a shit about this. Right. They were just like, oh, cool. Yeah. That's cool. I think because no one thought it was real. I mean. Yeah. Okay, so if a guy goes out to shoot a documentary about finding Bigfoot Mm -hmm. and he also buys a Bigfoot suit. Right. And then all of a sudden he finds Bigfoot. Right. I wouldn't believe him either. Right. Like, why are you the only one who has this footage? Which is funny because you're also one of the only people who actually have a Bigfoot suit. It's convenient. Like, yeah. there, it wasn't like wide knowledge that he had the suit at the time, but like oh, okay. all the people that were filming with him were like, well, you're, you're going to like, we have to have a backup Bigfoot. Like, if we don't find Bigfoot, like for the movie. Oh. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to get a suit for this. So the plan all along was to hoax it if they didn't find anything. Kind of, sort of. So, yeah. So, how do, why would we believe you then? Right. So Patterson licensed this footage to the BBC. They're like, we want to use it for a docudrama that we're making. And he's like, okay, cool. You can use it for sure. Um, as long as I also get to tour this film myself. So he wants to do like releases as well. Okay. So he still wants to own the like right to show it. Yeah, basically. Okay. This earned him around $150,000, which he split with fellow filmmaker Al DeAtley. So Al DeAtley also put some of his footage of just like whatever, like people in the woods, like doing whatever, looking for Bigfoot into this. And they like splice it together and made a cohesive film. Oh, okay. $150,000 back then. So much money. It's got to be, yeah, fucked on. Right. So they split this money and they earn a lot of notoriety for the film. They're They're appearing on TV shows, radio shows. Patterson is like super outspoken about this. He maintains that the footage was not a hoax, 
and he will stick by this through the end of his life. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, yeah, we went out to shoot this like to like scout for location for this docudrama we were doing. But this was authentic footage. This wasn't a hoax. We actually saw Bigfoot. It was crazy. Bob Gimlin, though, at the same time, is just completely avoiding discussing the encounter with everyone. He's turning down interviews for years and years. His wife said that she didn't want him to promote what happened. She didn't want to be like in the limelight for this. She didn't want him to be in the limelight for this because it just it seemed crazy. She's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want you to be like the weird Bigfoot guy. Yeah. Don't well, do it. I mean, we see that a lot with like a lot of encounters or like ghost things. Some people embrace it and some mm-hmm. people are like, I don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. So Bob Gimlin also was kind of mad because he was supposed to earn a third of the film profits. Mm. So yeah. Patterson, Atley, and Gimlin were supposed to split it into thirds, but he never saw any money from that. And he was super bitter about it. He's like, I was there too. Like, yeah, you shot the film, but like we did it together. It's called the fucking Patterson Gimlin film. Right. Didn't he end up, he sued them though, didn't he? Like later on. I'm pretty sure later on he sued, like after Patterson died, he sued his widow. Oh, because yeah, got they, some money for it. They like ended it. up like hating each other. Yeah. Like at the end for mm-hmm. sure. In 1972, Roger Patterson dies of Hodgkin's lymphoma. And a few days before he dies, he tells a friend that in retrospect, he had wished that he had shot Bigfoot and he brought the body back also instead of just a reel of film, which is kind of dark. Yeah. But Giblin also agrees. And he said that it would have been better for their personal financial game. And it would have shut down any controversy because Gimlin at this point is like, I mean, I know what I saw. Like, I saw what I saw mm-hmm. for sure. But no one believes us. But if we had a body, obviously, like, you can't say yeah, we didn't see Bigfoot. You can't dispute that. It's, I mean, evidence right in front of your face. I wonder, though, if if it was hoaxed. Yeah. I think that maybe Patterson didn't tell Gimlin. Oh, for you sure. Know, like, he, if he was, like, him and the other person in the suit were probably the only two involved with mm-hmm. the hoax. So, I mean, Gimlin probably, if it was fake, he probably... St- you know, maintains that it's real because he saw what he saw. Right. But he was never, you know, in on it. Well, you can't say that it's a lie if you don't think it's a lie. Exactly. So it makes perfect sense. Exactly. Less witnesses, right? Mm-hmm. Gimlin did eventually start, like, embracing the Bigfoot thing and going to conventions and discussing Bigfoot. I think he did it also for, like, money and to kind of be like, I was there too. Like, this is real. Yeah. Patterson's dead. So like this falls on me now. I was going to say it's probably after, I mean, after Patterson died, yeah, it was, he probably was like, well, now I can go to these things and not have to see this dick. You yes, know, they, they weren't, they did not like each other for sure. In 1995, investor, investigator and writer, Greg Long started interviewing people about Roger Patterson. He's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to see what the vibe is. And he sort of formed the conclusion that many people thought Roger Patterson was a liar and a con man. Oh, okay. Interesting. Gimlin did stand up for Patterson for a long time. He's like, no, like, you know, I was there. Like I said, like, it's, I know what I saw. Yeah. This guy, he wouldn't lie to me. But in 1999, he was quoted as saying, I was totally convinced that no one could fool me. And of course, I am an older man now. And I think that there could have been a possibility of a hoax. Mm -hmm. 
but it would really have to be really well planned by Roger Patterson. So he's kind of like acknowledging that there's a possibility that it's fake. Right. But at the same time being like, I don't know. It had to be really well planned. I don't know if he could have done it. Right. Because like, I mean, like I said, like he could, could have not just been in on it with mm-hmm. like whoever else was in the suit. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, in 2002, a man named Philip Morris, who owned Morris Costumes in California, said that he did, he confirmed that he did make a costume for Roger Patterson to use in this film. Hmm. So he claimed that he sold an ape suit to Roger Patterson via mail order. So Patterson had called him and it's like, I need this suit. I'm going to do this like Bigfoot movie. I need like kind of like a gorilla, but like a giant creature. And Philip Morris was like, I got you 100%. I can make this for you and send it to you. So it was like custom made. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. You would think if somebody was going to go like that far and like get something custom made, like it would be easy. Like, and then like on top of that, fake it using this costume. Mm -hmm you would think that they would be smart enough to be like, well, people are going to know it's fake because like this guy knows that I had a paper trail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you weren't, if you were planning on like actually like hoaxing it, wouldn't you like order it with like a fake name or like send it to like your neighbor, like like your make it yourself or something. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want that paper trail of, yes, I had this suit made. Yeah. This is a hoax. So apparently according to Philip Morris, Patterson had said that he was buying this suit, quote, for a prank, hmm. which is interesting. I want to, do you know if Gimlin knew that he had the suit? I don't him? know. I don't know That's for sure. Interesting. I wonder if he if had he knew known. or not. Because if he had known that he had brought the suit. Well, I, he didn't bring the suit with him. Oh, he didn't bring it to no, the strip? No, Roger Patterson did not bring the suit oh. with him. They took Gimlin's car or Gimlin's truck. Gimlin like was there when everything got packed okay. up. He so, did not so he have probably, the suit yeah. with him. So he probably didn't know that there was a suit even existed. Right. Well, Morris claims that Patterson called him up after receiving the suit. And he's like, this is great. Love it. But how do I make the arms look longer? And how do I make the shoulders look bigger? So like this is just another conversation, a second phone call where Morris told him, like, if you get like football padding, you can put that in there. You can, he was like giving him like hints on like how to like tips and tricks on how to make this thing look like less like a gorilla and more like a monster. Right. Also, the suit that was sold was for a female gorilla because there was like this thing at the time. So so Morris worked. He, he worked with a lot of like magicians and like showmen and stuff. And they would do like this funny bit where like a beautiful woman would come on stage and like the magician would like put her in a box and like open it and she would be a gorilla oh, and like wearing like okay. a red skirt or whatever. And everyone would be like, Oh my God, she turned into a gorilla. And like right. it had giant boobs. Cause it's like, it's a woman. Right. Right. So like a female gorilla for some reason is going to have tits, even though real gorillas don't have tits, <laughs> but like, okay. So he gave him a, the costume had tits. Yeah. It's just like the, apparent creature that he caught yeah bigfoot had those big old hairy titties right hmm. and morris had sold him a female gorilla costume gotcha in december of 1998 a man named bob Ermonius went public in a press release 
which was written by his lawyer, and he claimed to have been the man in the Bigfoot suit. Ooh, okay. He said, quote, I'm telling the truth. I'm tired after 37 years. Hmm. And apparently he revealed that this was a hoax to his friends years before. Right. And they were like, yeah, whatever. Like, we don't believe you. So, like, no one, like, took it seriously. But he claimed that Patterson had modified the suit also to look more like a beast and less like an ape. So, like, he had taken, like, the the head of the costume yeah. and, like, totally retooled it to, like, look less like a gorilla face and more like a creepy, like, hairy monster face. Which tracks with the conversation that he had with Philip Morris, who created the suit. How do you make this look right more like a beast, less like a gorilla? Right. And, like, if you think about it, like, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but Nicole and I used to dress up in costume. We used to do... <laughs> We used to dress up like it, like in character costumes. Yeah, we were like like Disneyland style characters. Yeah, we did it for like a couple years. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was and it was like a really job fun. that we had. It was really fun. Remember when like you like we were wearing them? Like you can't like turn like your head and like look. You have to like turn yeah. your whole body right. to look because you're yeah. I mean you're you're in this, this costume. Man, yeah, this head giant head on you on your head. Yeah. So like think about the, I'm looking at a picture of the Bigfoot right now. And, like, it's, like, a three-quarter turn of, like, the top of this Bigfoot's body because you can't just – you can't easily just turn your head when you're yeah. wearing a costume. You have to turn your – yeah, the whole top part of him, like, from, like, waist up is turned. Yeah. Because you can't – it's, like, when you <laughs> you feel, like, a neck pain and you can't turn your neck, so you have to turn your whole body to look at something. Yeah, like a psychopath, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Also, supposedly the suit was made out of horse hide. So, like, it's heavy. It's thick. Like, leather is heavy. Yeah. And it's got all that hair on it and stuff. So this is, like, a heavy costume. And Bigfoot's walking, like, super slow and super cumbersome. Yeah. And, like, it it fucking tracks to me, dude, that this was fake. Yeah, this is so upsetting because I love that video so much. And it's, like, I want to believe it's real. But all of, all of the things that you're saying are just kind of falling into place of, like, it was probably a hoax. Like it's like it's like giving hoax. Yeah. Right. I mean, all like yeah, all of the, I don't know, all of the math is mathing. Yeah. For it being a hoax. Yeah, but Patterson never came out and said like, yeah, it was a prank. It was fake. Well, why would you? Even Gimlin was never like, this is fake, because he didn't know. Yeah. He I saw. Mean, he actually saw it. I don't know. And the whole that's like the don't shoot him thing. Yeah. That's that really like that he drove home like, oh, don't make sure you don't kill him. Right. Because like, are they going to just kill Bob or Moni? Because this would have been Bob. Oh, man, you just shot Bob. What about Bob? <laughs> um, my favorite piece of defense for this being real is a man called Peter Bryn, who was an interviewer. He interviewed Patterson and Gimlin many, many times about this story, mm -hmm. like getting all this detail from him. Like, all their stories lined up, all of it, like you said, the math was mathing on, like, this being real from their perspective. Right. And Peter Brin says, quote, both men lacked primarily the intellectual capacity essential for the production of a hoax <laughs> termed a masterpiece, which is super fucking mean. But I love that his proof is like, they're so dumb. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to pull this off. That they couldn't pull off something good enough that actually created a debate on whether or not it was real. But why not, though? Because they ordered the, all they all you needed was the suit. Mm -hmm. Video footage and 
cameras and shit back then weren't great. Yeah. So it's not like you really even had to fake the suit that well because yeah. it's all shaky too. And it's like, you know, it's from far away. The quality of it isn't great. Like, why wouldn't you be able to fake that? Right. Like, now things are so much more easily faked with, like, digital, like, camera work, like, CGI and, like, digital whatever. Right. But, like, back then it was physical film. Yeah. Like, this is the proof. You saw me take this film. Like, it's, you got to watch the unstabilized one. It is fucking insane, (laughs) dude. It's, like, super shaky, and then it's, like, focuses on Bigfoot for three seconds, and then it's super shaky again. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. Like, I don't know. I, I get it. I get both sides of it. That, like, was it real? Was it fake? <sighs> I think the, the the argument that they're too stupid to actually pull off this hoax is funny, but that's also, like, I don't really consider that an argument for, like, why this should this is real. Because they're too stupid. Right. That's, I mean, you don't really have to be smart to fake a Bigfoot, you know? Actually, you kind of have to be stupid to fake like a Bigfoot. <laughs> right. Like, right. So speaking of hoaxes, um, remember at the top of the episode when we were talking about the logger who coined the term Bigfoot? Mm. Well, his name was Jerry Cruz. And in 2002, the family of his co-worker at the time, Ray Wallace, had found a collection of large carved wooden feet <gasps> in his basement while cleaning it out after his death. No. Yeah. You just shattered my entire universe. I know. So Jerry Cruz thought it was real. Like the original guy was like, guys, like we fucking keep seeing this shit. Like all their other coworkers were like, like, this is crazy. Like we're kind of freaking out right now. Yeah. And the whole time Ray Wallace is like, (laughs) with like wooden Bigfoot feet in his basement. (laughs) So it turns out that he was also inspired by another man to do this hoax, a man named Rant Mullins, which cannot be a real human name. (laughs) It's an insane name. It's insane. What are these names? Rant. Sly McCoy. Rant Mullins. What's going on? What was the other one? Like fucking Levi, whatever. Lyle. Lyle. Some fucking shit. Lewins or something. I don't know. Lyle Lewinsville. (laughs) I'm over it. I'm over these names. It's old timey ass fucking (laughs) names. So this man, Rant Mullins, who is real, I guess, <laughs> also pulled the same prank in the 1930s in Toledo, Washington. Hmm. So he had left big footprints near a huckleberry bush in the Gifford Pitchot National Forest to scare people. And it fucking worked. On July 16th, 1924, a story was published in the Oregonian describing a fight between a group of gold prospectors and a group of quote unquote ape men near Mount St. Helens. One of the prospectors in the article claimed that he had hit one of the ape men with his rifle, like the butt of his rifle. Mm-hmm. And that night the ape men came back to their little camp and they threw rocks at their cabin, damaging the building, like going through the roof and also hitting this man in the head and like knocking him unconscious. <laughs> so <laughs> the ape men came back with like his bros they're like, we're going to get this guy. Yeah, I'm going to call me, my brother. <laughs> he, hit me with, he hit me with this gun, so we got to get back at him. They just throw rocks at him. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny. The National Forest Service took this very seriously because they're like, okay, it's 1924. And if there's like giant ape men in the forest, we probably like shouldn't let children like 
Like Big huckleberries at these bushes and throwing stuff, right? rocks at men. Yeah, like attacking grown men. I like how this, yeah, this, so this dude just like, he came face to face with one of these and like just hit him with the yeah. butt of his gun. He just like fucked him up, right? Okay. So the National Forest Service investigates this. They go to the site. They find no compelling evidence. And they conclude that this also was, like this is probably a hoax, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no way that this is real. So it turns out that this man, Rant Mullins, was behind this hoax, God. which is where Ray Wallace gets the idea to do it at the logging company, which is what Roger Patterson becomes obsessed with. And then Robert Patterson does a hoax at that logging company. And it's just like the tea, mm. like the trail, like the pipeline of this is yeah. so interesting, isn't it? It's like, yeah, because it, I mean, it starts off small and then, you know, you get the the footprints and then uh-huh. you get the moving of things and then Patterson get, gets involved and he's like we're gonna get this thing on camera and then he does somehow cause he faked it yeah that's well if it weren't for Rant Mullins the Brambleberry Gyms of the world wouldn't be secret millionaires. Rant Mullins started it all he kind of did dude yeah if you think about it I wonder how he got the idea I wonder if he had known about well, there were like there was lore of all of well, this. right, like the Native Native American lore. Like, I wonder if he knew about that and was like, eh, "It's a Tuesday. I'm kind of bored. I'm gonna make some shit up." Ah, Rant Mullins. What do I got to do on a Tuesday afternoon? That's what I imagine. Afternoon. <laughs> He's definitely like a crazy prospecting man, right? <laughs> I'm Rant Mullins. <laughs> Raven Rant Mullins. That's what they call me. I'm a whittling fool. Look at these giant feet I just whittled. Whittle, whittle, whittle. And Brambleberry Jim's not even born yet, and he will profit off of this for years and years. <laughs> so besides hoaxes, what could Bigfoot possibly be if Bigfoot is real? There's a huge likelihood that I'm going to say like 90% of the sightings of Bigfoot are just actually misidentified bear sightings. Yeah. But also sometimes humans are mistaken for Bigfoot. Yeah, because all of like I, like the Bigfoot shows and stuff, a lot of them say that, oh, like all he was doing, like he was looking in my window. Like that's a big thing with Bigfoot. Like he was just looking. He was looking in my window. I'm like, that was probably just some creepy, hairy man. Just some weird fucking guy some that weird lives near dude, you. dude, yeah, right? Looking in your window or like, I don't know, like. He was climbing a, drifter, a tree. Like, that's a bear. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like there's, I don't know. I think a lot of this, like what what does Bigfoot care about like what you're doing inside your house? Right. Like he ate our goats. Okay, well, animals do that Sometimes too. goats get ate, bro. <laughs> goats be, goats get ate. Goats get ate. Goats hey, be, be getting ate. Someone come get their goats. <laughs> In 2017, these are some of my favorite stories that I want to go over. Okay, there's 10,000 billion fucking Bigfoot sightings out there. Mm-hmm. So I just pulled some of my Phoebe's. In 2017, a man who describes himself as a shamanist was wearing animal furs because that's just what a shamanist would do, right? Did he also storm the Capitol? No one knows. No one can confirm nor deny where this the shaman was. (laughs) Sounds a lot like him. On January 6th, no one knows his whereabouts. But in 2017, he was vacationing in North Carolina in the forest. When local reports of alleged Bigfoot sightings flooded in. So this guy's just like walking around the fucking woods in North Carolina and people are like, it's a Bigfoot. But it's just this like weird dude. 
Just a shaman, dude. So the Greenville Police Department issued a public notice to not shoot at Bigfoot. <laughs> because number one, probably not a Bigfoot. Yeah. And also, this wasn't the first time someone in the area had bes- had been mistaken for Bigfoot and fucking shot with a gun. That's that's murder, brother. <laughs> I guess if you think you're shooting a Bigfoot, though. <laughs> you're still murdering a man. <laughs> you are. Self-proclaimed shamanist or not. That's true. Still a man. In 2018, a person was shot multiple times by a hunter near Helena, Montana, who again claimed that he mistook this man for a Bigfoot. (laughs) Despite the fact that he was shouting, it's me, Kyle, not Bigfoot. My name's actually Kyle. No, just kidding. I made that last part up. (laughs) That Bigfoot's name is Kyle. Wow. (laughs) I didn't know Big Feet had names. No, no, it's me, Kyle. I heard you, Bigfoot. It's fucked. Some people say that Bigfoot or Bigfoot sightings are actually just feral humans that live in the woods. Uh, yeah, maybe. It could be. I mean, people do weird shit. A lot of people live in the woods. So. Yeah, like there's like tons of stories of hermits that just like go off the grid and like live in the woods for one reason or another. Yeah, and they're mistaken for Bigfoots, big feet, Sasquatch, big foots, big foots, like all of the time because they're just like hairy dudes <laughs> living in the woods, not showering. You know what they could benefit from? Manscaped. If they, they use code quite unusual for 20% off. They could. Their they, order. They need to get the lawnmower 5.0. Trim that beard up a little. 5.0 Ultra. <laughs> then nobody would mistake them for big feet. Foots. Definitely not their balls, at least. <laughs> no. That's for sure. I've seen those balls before. I know those balls. That's not a big foot. That's not. I know what big foot balls look like. And uh, I'll tell you, those are not big foot balls. No, that's Kyle. I, I could. I could. I know those balls from a mile away. It's me, Kyle. <laughs> Definitely Kyle's balls. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> One theory that I personally love is that Bigfoot is an ancient animal that for some reason has just survived t- to today, but is like rarely found like the Loch Ness Monster. And just like hides. Like it's a dinosaur, but we see him once every century mm-hmm. type deal. An extinct Southeast Asian ape species called Gigantophysicus Blackie is believed to who was believed to have existed about 350,000 years ago um, but has since I guess crossed the land bridge over from Asia to the Americas <laughs> is believed to have survived in the rainforest of the Pacific Northwest into today and that's what we believe maybe Bigfoot. Oh so there's actually an, an ape species that is similar to how Bigfoot looks. Yeah, it's just like a giant ape. Like, you oh. know, like back in like things used to be a lot like there was like a lot of megafauna yeah. in the world that we have since eradicated as human mm. beings as yeah. we do. Yeah. So there was like a lot of like giant creatures, like giant sloths like that were 15 feet tall. Like exactly. Like that's basically like the whole like thing behind this is that like there was a shit ton of megafauna and now we really only have like the giraffe and technically yeah. like a buffalo is what we would consider. Now a they all live now. on uh, Skull Island with King Kong. Exactly. That's where they went. That's where they went. Every <laughs> one of them. Everyone knows. Except sometimes they also live on Moco Local Island. Yeah. And they throw barrels at people. 
That's that's their prison it's what colony. They do. It's what they like to do. Okay. <laughs> We're not gonna yuck their yums. We're not gonna. If you wanna throw barrels, you wanna call yourself donkey for some reason, even though you're clearly an ape. Yeah. We're not gonna judge you. And Diddy, what the fuck is that about? We're not. P. Diddy did it for a long time, yeah. and no one judged him. No one judged him, so we're not going to judge you. We're not judging you. <laughs> oh, Congo Bongo Island. God damn it. I called it Loco Moco. It's Congo Bongo. Loco Moco from? I think it's just a food from Hawaii. I swear to God, that's from something. I Well, I went along with it, so. Thank you. It's Congo Bongo Island, though. <laughs> Sorry for the Loco. haters. Sorry for the haters. Haters going to hate. Got it. Glad I got that out before <laughs> this episode ended. Jesus, can you imagine? Whew. Would have been so embarrassing for you. I am embarrassed <laughs> right now. Be. So, this gigantopithecus blackie. So, it is believed that they probably walked on all fours, like, because, like, that's what a lot of apes and monkeys do. Like, mm-hmm. they don't gen, like, generally walk on their hind legs, even though yeah. they have the ability to right. do that. We do see animals walk on their hind legs sometimes. Like, sometimes dogs do it for some reason, or cats do it, or, like, it's just whatever. They're just vibing, yeah. right? But this could have been bred into the creature after centuries. So, like, it could have been an evolution where they need to stand upright for some reason. So they're like, well, if this we thought it existed 350,000 years ago, who's to say that it didn't evolve to stand upright? Because you can't throw barrels when you're on all fours. It's so hard to do that. The center of gravity. (laughs) How do you do do it? Evolution had to step in for them to be able to throw barrels. How do you... Exactly. Science. That is science. Maybe, actually, now that I think about it, they did have a giant barrel moved at that logging site. Wow. Maybe they were practicing science. <laughs> it was really well-timed. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Another creature called Paranthipus robustus, hmm. which sounds like a delicious pasta sauce. It does. Was a gorilla-like animal believed to have walked on its hind legs. It could be alive. Who knows? It could be chilling in the state of Washington, possibly. Even though fossils for this beast have only ever been found in Africa, and it is believed to have been extinct for like a million years or something. Yeah. But it's possible. Well, that's the one thing, too, where it's like, do you think Bigfoot's real? And it's like, well, why haven't we found any fossils or bones? Okay, because the government takes them. We're going to get into that <laughs> okay. in a minute. Okay. All right, we're getting into that. Remind me of that, because I don't actually think I have it in the script, but I was spiraling about that last night takes them this whole fucking thing man. you got trackers on every gonna, bigfoot we're gonna get there okay you just remind me about the bigfoot bones that the government are stealing from bigfoot us Bigfoot bones write it down thank you so much right big just writing it down in her little notebook right now <laughs> i am some have proposed that bigfoot is possibly a missing link between neanderthal man and modern human and like for some reason he's just super hairy and he lives in the woods he like never f- officially evolved yeah, but like Neanderthals weren't covered in hair Bigfoot style, so I don't really get why they would then get super hairy. Because they, it, they're in the Pacific Northwest, you know. Oh, it gets need... cold, windy, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. They need the extra hair. Evolution. That's really... <laughs> I love it. There have been over 10,000 reported Bigfoot sightings in the United States, with around one-third of them all of these sightings in the Pacific Northwest. So I'm going to say if Bigfoot's living anywhere, it's there. It's the PNW, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got all those beautiful forests and the habitat for it. So for sure. Makes and sense. According to the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, or BRFO. 
Burfro? It sounds like a noise you make like after you drink a lot of pop. <laughs> Burfro. Are you okay? Uh, sorry. So you're talking about Bigfoot or are you so burping? I was just, you know, I drank a lot of cola. Co- RC cola? RC cola. Just full of Mr. Pib. today. Got a belly full of Pib. <laughs> Put the Pib in me. <laughs> this is a Pib house, not a pepper house. <sighs> so according to Burfo... Burfro? I can't. I don't know. <laughs> According to their Bigfoot sightings database in 2019, Washington has had over 2,000 of these reported sightings. California, Northern California specifically, has about 1,600. Pennsylvania has 1,300. Hmm. New York State and Oregon have each over around 1,000. And interestingly, Texas has around 800 sightings. Texas? I know. Wouldn't Bigfoot die? <laughs> so hot so hot there how 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 were they doing that i don't i don't know i don't know all this they're liars that's why right i mean someone's like keeping record of like all these sightings and stuff which is arguably pseudoscience but it's kind of fun yeah it's fun to track things like this i'm surprised there aren't any in like wisconsin or montana you know i mean there are but like the numbers were too low for them for Now, what does Bigfoot act like, you might be wondering to yourself. Why do we always see the Brambleberry gyms on History Channel clanging pieces of wood together to summon these big feats? Well, some Bigfoot researchers, which is a phrase I love to say is real, (laughs) claim that Bigfoot throws rocks as territorial displays and for communication. While others believe that audible blows struck against trees, known as wood knocking, Mm. is a way that Sasquatch communicate long distance. Sort of like a call, even though they also scream a lot. (laughs) The weird ass scream. (laughs) 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 He's calling us. He's calling our organization. That's why it's called it. That's why it's called the call. They worked the the name of it around the (laughs) Bigfoot noise. There have been reports of small pine trees and other small trees being and remaining bent, uprooted, or stacked in weird patterns, such as weaved or crisscrossed, which people believe could be a type of communication, crop circle style. Everything, this is everything that they do is communication? Anything is everything, Nicole. <laughs> you know that, don't you? Why, why wouldn't it be like, oh, maybe this is like, uh, like a marker for something? I guess that's, that's communication, yeah. Or a house. Well, they're making a house. Funny you bring that up because some research researchers believe that Bigfoot actually build teepee-like structures out of dead trees and foliage as like their little houses. So if okay. you're walking through the woods and you see like a teepee-like structure of logs, and it's like it's vibrant, it's pretty, it's great, looks nice. Maybe there's a little garden outside. Who the fuck knows? Some two by fours for wood knocking next to it. <laughs> their their cell phones. Yeah. That's the Bigfoot cell phone. That's how they text. Yeah. Steer clear of it because a Bigfoot may or may not live there. Hmm. Bigfoot is believed to be an omnivore, just like us humans and other apes. It's believed that Bigfoot also may be nocturnal because many of the sightings happen at night. Also, because most Bigfoots are seen alone, it is thought that they are solitary creatures. Hmm. Bigfoot is said to love hooting hollering, screaming, moaning, grunting, whistling. And there is even a supposed language that has been reported and allegedly recorded. 
Really? Yes. A, a Bigfoot language. There's a man. <laughs> of course it's a man who thinks he knows what Bigfoot language sounds like. Retired U.S. Navy cryptic linguist Scott Nelson is a firm believer that the Bigfoot language does exist. Oh, does he? He knows how to speak it or? In the 1970s. No, he does not know how to speak. It's oh. like Klingon. It's like a made up language where people speak it fluently <laughs> exactly somehow. Right. Like learn Spanish. That's helpful. Don't. Why are you learning this stuff? <laughs> why? Yeah. Why do you? You can speak Klingon, but you can't speak Spanish. So I support you, I guess. But people in the real world speak Italian. So, you know, maybe consider that over Elvish. Right. Who am I to judge? In the 1970s. Retired U.S. Navy cryptologist, cryptic linguist Scott Nelson put out a call for anyone to send him recordings of what they believed were Bigfoot sounds. And he said he's going to analyze it. And he did. Okay. So he got one sound from the Sierra Nevada mountains and he stated that it's definitely a language. Definitely not human in origin. Probably Bigfoot, but also could have just been completely faked. How does he know it's not human in origin, though? Because I can make some weird-ass noises that don't sound human in origin, but I'm a human, so... He does not know that. <laughs> he does not know that. He doesn't have a way of knowing that. He's a cryptological <laughs> linguist. That's, That's how he knows. He gave himself that title. No, the U.S. Navy did. No, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, there's there's a noise that you make that I know means, that sucks. <laughs> like huh yeah like like little noises and shit can mean words to right. people like that's what language is it's just yeah. sounds that we've all agreed on mean a thing right yeah and also like yeah anything can be fucking faked retired u.s navy <laughs> cryptological linguist scott nelson like obviously <laughs> it could be real or it could be fake there's no proof of that either way yeah so which is basically what he said he's like yeah it's it's definitely this, but it also could be faked. Yeah. Okay. So we're um, back to we're back to the starting point. Square one here. That's why, and I cannot stress this enough to everyone listening. People can say anything about being an expert on something that no one is technically an expert in. <laughs> yes. Physics. There's there's proof of things that exist. Yeah. Right? You can't just say you're a doctor. Like you have to actually study for that. Yeah. But like a Bigfoot cryptozoologist, you can say. Well, I guess cryptozoology is also. Yeah, a but thing also to like study. the. It's it's animals that we don't know exist. Yeah, exactly. So how do you prove that that you're an expert in this when you there's don't. no proof of it even fucking existing? You don't. Right? Anything is everything. Anything is anything. For sure. <laughs> A number of reports of Bigfoot encounters have resulted in witnesses claiming to be disoriented, dizzy, or anxious. Some Bigfoot researchers have even proposed that Bigfoot may produce infrasound which could explain reports of this nature. So it's like sound, it's like too high-pitched or whatever, and it like gets into your brain and like with your fucks brain. with you. Yeah. Mm, maybe, what if they have like this little mist that comes out of like, like their breath or something and it like disorients you? It could. Aliens and Aliens. shit. There's reports of that, right? The little belt, you know, the vapor belts. Their vapor belt that doubles as a bottle opener. <laughs> Sure, I think that that would be pretty a skull <laughs> belt buckle bottle opener. And when you press the eyes, it releases a mist. It's the vapor, and then but it, you also can crack open a cold one on a hot summer's day if you need to. And that's Dual how function. That's how they make you 
think that was I drunk? They just crack it open, pour it out, put the empty bottle next to you. Was it alien vapor or am I was I drunk? Or did I have one modello and <laughs> got super drunk off of it for some reason? The world may never know. They'll never know. And uh, yeah, they'll never know. <laughs> I would like to put out a theory that Bigfoot actually is an alien or an ultra terrestrial, mm. which is a theory that's out there. People believe it, right? Just like Mothman. Yeah. There's, who knows? Interdimensional beings exist. Yeah, that my, would explain the no bones thing. Too. And the government is taking the bones. Okay, sure. We got to get back to We got to get to that. That's, Should we talk notes. about that right now? We could. We're talking about it right now. Okay, so there's also a theory out there <laughs> that I chose to not put in the script since you have brought it up. I, that's the one That's like the one piece of proof that if Bigfoot were real and he were like an animal, where are his bones? The U.S. government is hiding these bones from us. <laughs> How do they find the bones, though? People may people may be listening. So, for all legal purposes, I do not believe that the U.S. government is hiding bones of the Bigfoot creature that definitely does not exist. Okay, here's the here's the fucking tea, you guys. Give us the tea. Bigfoot's real, right? Mm-hmm. The government knows Bigfoot is an ultra terrestrial, popping in and out of dimensions, doing what the fuck he wants. Showing up at a fucking Denny's, trashing the what the fuck is up, Denny's, <laughs> trashing the fucking place and dipping out, right? Yeah, he's he moshes a little bit and then he leaves. Yeah, maybe he has like some skillet or something. I mean, they, Denny's, the you don't go to a Denny's, you end up at a Denny's, yeah. okay? And sometimes Bigfoot ends up at a Denny's. <laughs> we all do. That's how life, that's how life works sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So the government, when they get these these reports of Bigfoots, right, they search for the Bigfoots and they find the Bigfoots and either they eliminate the problem or they track the Bigfoots or, you know how people walk through the woods at like the end of like antler shedding season and they find the antlers? Mm-hmm. Maybe. There's a whole, like, a tr- like, I don't fucking, what do state troopers even do? I don't know. Hunt Bigfoot. What do national park they officers look, do? They look for the bones. Maybe. Maybe they're walking around. Looking for these Bigfoot bones, collecting them, reporting them, and getting rid of these bones. Yeah, that makes sense. It does it not make sense. No, yeah, it doesn't not. The, the, government, the U.S. government could be taking the Bigfoot bones, the bones and hiding all proof of Bigfoots. Or there's another theory that Bigfoot buried their dead because they have morality just like people do. Right, but Which I mean, kind of fun. But they would come up though, sooner or later. Maybe unless they dig them real, real deep. I mean, Bigfoots are tall. It's a long, long man there. It's true. Maybe they do dig it deep. Maybe they go six feet. Maybe they understand how. Maybe it works. they dig like ten Danny Devitos down. Oh, so far that's that's like a you're very, never finding you're never 50 finding feet. You're never finding those bones. It's almost fifty feet. That's forty nine, four. I don't know. I'm not doing math. Don't ask me to do that. I'm not doing I'm a, that. I'm a cryptozoologist today. I'm not a Look, mathematician. We measure things in Danny DeVito's here, okay? We don't, fucking we don't math. use numbers. You're going to come to me and ask me to do math? In my own home? <sighs> not doing it. I'm not doing it either. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So either the Bigfoots are burying themselves or the government's taking these bones. It's like one of those One of those facts <laughs> is true. It's one of those. One it of those things. One of those. No other option, okay? okay. Back to getting dizzy and disoriented around these Bigfoots. Okay. 
Think about other paranormal encounters, right? People mm-hmm. see gray aliens. They get abducted. They come home and their wife's like, you were smelling like alcohol all night. But it was just like the little mist in like the one Modelo, right? Yeah. From the belt buckle. <laughs> the belt buckle. The dual functioning belt buckle. I love, you know what? Why would you Why would you buy something? It's technically three functioning. It's also holding your pants up. Honestly, it pays for itself. It's a multi-tool. One, one wear. It's delightful also. So stylish with the skull on there. From Skull Island. It's all coming together. Holy shit. Cracked it. So a lot of these other paranormal encounters, you are left dizzy. You're left disoriented. You are left anxious. You feel like a crazy person. You don't tell anyone. Or you do tell people and they're like, you're a crazy person. You're like, I knew it. So maybe like Bigfoot's giving off some sort of radiation that's like fucking with your brain waves. Maybe. Like the aliens do. Maybe it's like a Mothman type thing where like you want to vomit because like he's all nuclear and like now you're all full of nuclear now energy. Now you have pink eye and you're like, where did I get pink eye? Who farted on my pillow? Bigfoot farted in your face when you were sleeping. <laughs> As a prank. As a fucking prank. That's his hoax. Ugh. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. In 1973, Pennsylvanian UFO researcher Stan Gordon noticed an increase in sightings of Sasquatches Entering and exiting extraterrestrial vehicles and vessels. What? That's right. People were reporting seeing flying saucers with Bigfoots coming in and out. No way. And remember when we were doing our Skinwalker Ranch episode, Uh we also, there was like Bigfoots there. There were extraterrestrials there. Like, who knows, man? Maybe they're all, like, coming from different places. The thin of, like, the thinness of the... Like, the veil. The veil, and they were just coming in and out as they pleased. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. So maybe it's, like, a a thing like that, right? Which, again, lends to the theory that Bigfoot is an alien. Maybe he's getting dropped off at camp, a.k.a. the Pacific Northwest, to fuck a Denny's up. Summer camp. And then he's going home for the winter. Uh, He's a snowbird. I get it. It's beautiful there. There are tons of videos on the internet of these weird orange orbs, right? Like, yeah, Skinwalker Ranch had orbs too. Yeah. I think it was blue. Like, whatever. It's like the different colored orbs. It's an orb. A light anomaly. Okay. Which the orange orbs supposedly are associated with aliens, but are also always seen in these areas that Bigfoots hang out. Interesting. So we're seeing weird colored orbs, not the usual white spectral orb that we associate with ghosts. Mm-hmm. Seeing these weird colored ones, orange ones, blue ones, whatever. One Bigfoot hunter, Bill Brock, believes that these orbs may be transporter beams used by Bigfoot to travel through multidimensional portals. I like that theory. Remember, people, everything is anything. I like that a lot. Trans, Yeah, because... In Skinwalker Ranch, they were all over the place, too. And mm-hmm. if, like, what did they describe it as, like, the uh, puncture, like, a hole in the two, like, dimensions. Yeah. And, like, there like was, a like, rift between yeah. the dimensions. Like, if somebody takes a hole punch and they punch through mm-hmm. one paper and those two papers are on top of each other, it's, mm-hmm. like, things can get in. Exactly. The- like, we think time, we think space is all, like, one-dimensional. Why? Who the fuck knows, dude? Shit's all fucking overlapped. Dimensions cross all over the place. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with this theory. 
Bigfoot is just fucking popping in and out of our dimension whenever he wants, which I also think about Mothman, just putting that out there. Yeah. This is the ultra-dimensional, ultra-terrestrial being. Mm -hmm. They exist somewhere, maybe not on our plane, maybe on our plane sometimes, coming in and out. Like, the portal opens, Bigfoot pops in, leaves later. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Who knows, right? Maybe also they're like little scouting orbs, and they're like zooming around to see if there's people there. They're not... Bam, door opens, portal opens, Bigfoot pops out, takes a shit in the river, goes back home, right? You don't shit in the RV. That's a number one rule. They, they use this dimension as their toilet. That's why they're here. Slay. Why do we always see them shitting? Why? If not that exact reason. That's why they come here. To take a dump, monster dump. To do their business. Earth is just, what is Earth but Bigfoot's toilet? That's what I say. What is America but a toilet? <laughs> yeah. It's very similar to one. It's not unlike it. Nope. And NASA did just recently release an account that they believe, a report that they believe that magnetic dimensional portals may be real and exist. Ooh. Fucking dude, NASA's getting bonkers lately and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. You put the ass in NASA. (laughs) Like with that kind of fact from a well-respected like like fucking NASA dude, like the authority on this shit being dropped into the paranormal paranormal community. Like obviously people are going to run with it. People are going to be like the government said it's real. It's real. Yeah. That's what's happening. Okay. I fucking love it, dude. Go on. I fucking love. Go on with your Go bad on Bigfoot. Go on with your self. bad NASA. When another Bigfoot hunter named Bill Penning had his first Bigfoot encounter, He said something large in the woods shook the ground, but then it immediately stopped. Then he found a set of tracks that seemed to indicate that something had appeared behind a running deer. Mm -hmm. And the tracks like follow this deer very quickly. And then the traps, like the tracks immediately stopped. The deer tracks and then this Bigfoot track also stopped, right? Okay. So he proposed that maybe like this, like, the shaking was the portal opening. Bigfoot popping in, snatching up a deer. Gone. Just like a fucking submersible, man. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the same noise that a submersible makes. Poofed out. <laughs> wow. Maybe they poofed into Bigfoot land. Is that too, too soon to it's say? It's pretty dark, but... Who knows? Who knows? Because both of the tracks ended, like, immediately. This guy also said that he sees tons of orange orbs in that area when he's out in the woods. Interesting. Isn't it fun? That is super fun. Kind of fun. I like it. So those are the the fun Bigfoot theories. Um, we're not going to talk about too many like sightings like the skunk ape or like the Yeti or whatever. Because like, again, I want to do that separately. So many fun. Sh- I'm sure so many probably... fun like bisected versions of this. Yeah. And they're very similar to Bigfoot anyways. Yeah. It's just like a giant smelly dude shitting in the woods. <laughs> Or woman. Or woman. Bigfoot titties. Shitting in the woods. Happens. You never know. Now, I did want to, I was fully planning on ending this episode with a quote from former Virginia State Representative Denver Riggleman's book called The Mating Habits of Bigfoot and Why Women Want Him. Uh, I'm sorry. What? Do you want me to repeat that for Uh, you? Can you? Former Virginia State Representative (laughs) named Denver Riggleman. Mm Mm-hmm. Wrote a book called The Mating Habits of Bigfoot and Why Women Want Him. Okay. It has been scrubbed from the internet. 
Why? I don't know. It's insanely asinine. <laughs> He's got some other books out there. He has a book called The Truth About January 6th. Really? I don't know. That I, one I never read it. Scrubbed, but this one is. So I was hoping to read a quote from that book, but couldn't find it. Fortunately, though, if anyone is interested in some Bigfoot smut in their life, there is a series. It's wildly popular on Amazon. No. Thousands of reviews. No. Called, it's a five book series <laughs> called Come for Bigfoot. And come is not spelled the way that you would say. It's like the sex word. Come here, dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's the other one. It's not like when you would say, come here, dog. <laughs> it's like the other one. It's the other one. Yeah. Uh, this is only nine ninety nine. if anyone needs this in their life. So the holiday season is coming. We're not sponsored. For the entire series? Or entire just- series. Five book series. Come for Bigfoot. Well, I know what you're getting for Christmas. I would scream. <laughs> it's like so cheap. So inexpensive. So there's a ton of Bigfoot smut out there. Apparently people want to fuck Bigfoot. And you know what? Why? That's a choice. I mean, hey, whatever. You know what? If you're into it, you're into it. Not going to yuck a yum. Good for you. Never a yuck has been, a yum has been yucked. There it is. Room. There in we go. House. Bam. In this house. So is Bigfoot real? Is Bigfoot a lady? Is Bigfoot the new Austin Powers level of sex icon that some books claim they are? Is Bigfoot an alien or ultra dimensional being? Well, dear listener, that's up to you. I want to believe Bigfoot is all of the above. Why not? Everything is anything. He can be whoever he wants. He could be an interdimensional, ultra dimensional being, mm-hmm. an alien, uh, a cryptid, an animal. He can also just be Kyle. Kyle's coming here to shit and then leaving, man. <laughs> Kyle, you, you never know. There's a big chance that he's just Kyle. He's, it's probably that's what it is. It's, it's probably like, just Kyle. But I want to believe that it's not. I'd also like to believe that it's not. Wow. Well, thank you for tackling that extremely large and often debated and many shows on the Travel Channel will also tell you that it's real. But that topic is insane. So thank you for finally presenting it. Thank you. If anyone has time. if anyone has a theory about Bigfoot, is a Bigfoot expert, I want to know how you became that. Have you seen Bigfoot? I want to know. If anyone has any sort of Bigfoot story, period, end all, if you've, your friend's neighbor's cousin has one that told you at one time, fucking send it in to quiteunusualpod at gmail.com. We want to hear your Bigfoot, your Sasquatch, your Yeti, your skunk ape stories. We want to hear them all. Were you Bigfoot once? Did you fuck Bigfoot? And that's what these books are about? Whoa. Did you? Dear Penthouse. Did you? <laughs> Don't. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Blue Sky. Are, are we? We are on Blue Sky. We Does are. anyone use that? Uh, no. I have code, so if anyone wants to use it, just DM us on one of the other ones that aren't Blue Sky. Well, yeah. Follow us on the social meds. Uh, we love to interact and... All that jazz. We, we sure do. Um, also, we have Patreon. If you guys want to support our show with your dollars, we could use them because we're poor. <laughs> also, we're trying to get this Bigfoot Sasquatch King coming up. So, you know, yeah. join mm-hmm. our Patreon. Support us that way. Um, you can find us on Patreon.com slash Quite Unusual or just search us on the Internet Quite Unusual Pod where anything and everything is Quite Unusual Pod. So you can find yeah. us there. We have a Patreon patron to... <laughs> to welcome 
<laughs> I'd like to welcome Abby W. Welcome, welcome to the coven. Welcome to the coven. And also, if you guys want to send us anything, some fun little mails, you can send that to P.O. Box 1212 in Des Plaines, Illinois, 60017. And as always, remember to celebrate the strange. And keep it unusual. Bye. Bye. And this is the part of the show where we give praise to the all-knowing leaders, supporters of the podcast, and all-around benevolent beings. Tim M. is spearheading a campaign that would allow mermaids to vote. First, he has to find out if mermaids are real. should probably do that. KDT, who is a real mermaid and really wants the right to vote. We should get her in touch with Tim, shouldn't we? Mm, yes, we definitely should. We should exchange numbers here. Adam K. once totally saw an alien, panicked, and complimented the alien's shoes. It worked because now they're best friends. Aw, how cute. I wonder if they were the same shoe size. Mm. John S., who likes to hang out at old nuclear mounds, hoping one day that he will see Mothman. He just really wants an autograph. Are we sure Mothman knows how to write? Why not? I'd like to grab that booty, though. Hey. Caitlin R. Can't be trusted with a secret. She's the one that let everyone know Elvis was an alien. <gasps> and Uma Thurman. <gasps> and hold on. She just texted me. Oh, my God. And Barbara Streisand? <gasps> Caitlin with the tea. Don't tell Caitlin your secrets, though. She's just telling everyone. Literally. Lexi C., who once pulled the sword out of the sorcerer's stone on accident. She was just trying to move it for feng shui. Oops. Oops. Jeff S. has to take public transportation because his flying saucer needs an oil change. And do you have any idea how expensive that is? Honestly, the maintenance on those things is insane. Should have got a Kia. Lenore M., Remember last week when we thought Lenore was a vampire? Mm, yes, right. Yeah, well, we have an update. She is a vampire. She bit me. Oh. And Nicole. And the dog. And her dogs. And we're all vampires now. Mm. So, yeah. No more garlic, I guess. Mm. Justin W. is so convinced that there is a monster under his bed. He will only sleep on the couch. Silly Justin. There is no monster under your bed. The monster lives in the closet. Oh, God. Molly M., a powerful wizard who has learned to control snakes with her mind. Actually, she just telepathically communicates to the snakes that she will give them a Cheeto if they do as she asks, and snakes really love Cheetos. It's true. My snake loves Cheetos. Steve S. is pretty sure the whole silver bullet thing isn't real, but... He wears one around his neck to throw at a werewolf if it comes too close to him. Not sure that's how that works, Steve, but I like the enthusiasm. Tom W., a werewolf here to confirm that the whole silver bullet thing, it isn't real. Mm. Yes. Well. Thank you to all of our coven members on Patreon. Without you, we are nothing. We're nothing. We're not worthy. Well, not even worthy of being shit on by a Bigfoot after he comes through a portal to use our 
to mention as a toilet. I was going to say we're not even worthy to watch a Bigfoot shit. A Bigfoot. <laughs> shit. We're not worthy of watching a Bigfoot or a Bigfoot. Either or. Neither. We're not worthy of any of it. We're not worthy of witnessing. We're not even worthy of flossing our teeth with a Bigfoot hair. Mm. Without you, we are nothing. Nothing. 